0: Yo, Adrian! Adrian! Are you ready? You are about to enter the Power On Boost podcast, where we facilitate the awakening of your personal power by providing powerful content that will inspire you, motivate you, and help you realize you are enough. Come join your host, Adrian Wesley, and let him show you how you can turn your power on and be alive to thrive. How are you doing, everybody? Alive to Thrive, another amazing episode of The Power on Boost. I've got a very special guest today, Safa Alchami. She is a dedicated mother of two, a dedicated wife, and a successful online entrepreneur. Very excited to have you here today, Safa.
1: Thank you so much, Adrian, and thank you for everyone for tuning in to this beautiful podcast. Um, And you're going to learn a lot of new little skills and tips and tricks that's going to get you through your life and really change your whole aspect and perspective at the same time.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'm super excited to share your story because uh, you're a mother, you're juggling a lot of different things and you're a successful entrepreneur. Can you tell us, uh, tell us what you do uh, for, for work? What's your business and how does that look?
1: So um, there's a couple of different things that I do. Uh, One of them in such is I'm an online affiliate marketer and I basically help people diversify their income um, with high-ticket companies um, that don't pay for advertisement. Instead, they pay us really hefty commission. Um, Instead, um, I love empowering women. I love to empower people in general. I love nothing more but to help the little men get along and change their life. Um, I'm a big believer in we are not, put on this earth just to live we're not put on this earth just to you know like work a nine to five pay some bills and die um we're put on every single person is literally one of a kind on this earth and there is no other you there is no other person that's supposed to be here so you came to earth you came into this life with a gift and every single person has a gift and it's your job to share this gift your gift is not for you. Your gift is to be shared. And um, that's, I'm a big believer in that. So I help people really find their purpose, find their passion. Um, and it just so happens that these purpose and passions happen when, you know, they, you get some extra money in your bank account and you get a new opportunity or you get out of your comfort zone. It just all cascades and it's, um, it's an endless flow from, you know, from the get-go. Um, when you realize that you're not just put on this earth to work pay bills and die. a lot more things are meant to happen within your life that, you know, you're not just here to do that. You're meant to do more.
0: Boom. Super, super (laughs) powerful message. All of you mums out there listening, uh, you can make money at home and you can make money hanging around with your kids and you can make money, uh, following your passions, passion and purpose. Safa is one of those people. Now, uh, Life wasn't handed to you on a silver platter, Safa. So, can you give us a higher-level story of some of the struggles you had to endure as a child and through your childhood to be here today?
1: Absolutely. If you guys haven't, if you can't tell from my accent, I'm obviously Australian. I'm from Australia. I'm Lebanese um, from descent. Um, I'm, I have a Lebanese background, but I was, I was born in um, born in Australia, born and bred. Um, also, I'm Muslim. So. For all you beautiful, amazing, religious people out there, no matter what religion or whatever you follow, I love you regardless. Um, But no matter, you know, struggle is not, you know, like it's not based on your religion or your your background. It's not, you know, sexist. It's not racist. It's not, you know, um, not subjected to that. So... As a child, um, my parents broke up when I was about nine years old. There was a lot of violence involved, and my mom bless her soul was probably the most and still is the most strongest person that I ever have known and know she raised um, I have an older sister and a younger brother, and she raised us to the best of our ability. She used to work 16 hour days um, to to basically just feed us, clothe us, and give us the best aspect ever. We basically raised ourselves from the get go. Um, At the age, um, so it was a very uphill battle. Um, The only time that I would see my mum was when she would pick us up to take us to school and then she'd go to work and then come back at three o'clock, pick us up, go take us back home because she was so scared um, that we would would get lost on the way back from the train or public transport. And, um, you know, she'd feed us and she'd close us, she'd do everything that she needed. But about 95% of my life, my childhood wasn't seeing her. Um, As I grew up, I started um, becoming really rebellious. I wasn't really the best teenager that you can probably come across. Um, But you live and you learn, don't you? Um, At the age of 18, on my 18th birthday, um, I got a a little knock on the door from a sheriff saying that they're gonna repossess the house um, because my mom hadn't paid rent in six months. Now, throughout my childhood, every four years, my mum would go through um, bipolar and schizophrenic um, little episodes and we didn't even know what it was back then. And our community, unfortunately, sometimes as we speak, they're not really known and the mental health, um, there's no mental health awareness. Um, It just, it's kind of like swept underneath the rug and there's a stigma behind it. It's kind of like taboo to speak about it. Um, so she went through these episodes and we didn't know. We actually didn't know. We just thought my mom, mom's, mom's getting sick. And this happened every four years, four years consecutively. Um, at the age of 18, like I said, Sheriff knocked on our house and we didn't realise that my mum had gone through an episode um, and he had, it, for six months. And she had locked in herself inside the room and she was, um, she had lost over 35 kilos, 40 kilos, and we had no idea. Um, and then obviously at that point in time, I was like, what am I gonna do? I'm 18 years old, I have got nowhere to go. Um, I just started a brand new job. Um, so basically what we did was we got into contact with mental health um, authorities. We admitted her to, uh, to get some help for her to like a, a um, hospital or like a, like a nursing care um, to get her the help that she needed. And then because they repossessed the house, I packed up everything I own in a i don't know if you guys know this car it's called a toyota echo it's like a yaris a four-door yaris i packed up everything that we own everything that i could grab put it into storage and i lived out of my car for a week and a half uh, with my younger brother he was about 14 at the time there's about five years between my brother. 14 13 ish um and it was hard it was really hard and then at the time um there was one day where I was like, the night before, I was like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I need a place to stay. I need a place to live. Mind you, I was still going to and from work, even though we were living in the car. We'd go back to work, come back home, and we would eat in the car, you know, go to the servo, go to the petrol station, go to the bathroom, you know, look presentable for work so no one knows what's going on. At the time, no one gave us help. Um, we basically learned to live on our own for a very short amount of time. So it's, it was a very, very big test for us. Um, one day, <clears throat> opened the car door, and I seen um, a little like a little little boy on the on the bike taking out some newspapers, and he was throwing them out in front of the houses. And the house that I had parked in front of, um, I grabbed the newspaper and I opened it up to the back page, and I had seen someone um, renting out a studio for it was about three hundred dollars AU. Um, my weekly wages was about five hundred AU. I didn't think any twice. I just called up the person and, um, I go, just, just give it to me. I cried to him. Like, just give it to me. I'm living out of my car. He gave it to me. I lived there for six months. Um, at the time I was working, I would wake up at 4 a, wake up at 4am, take a train to the city. My shift would start at five o'clock and then I'd finish at three. I'd go back home, the train ride back into the area cause I live out West in, in Sydney. Um, Train ride back home is about an hour and a half. Start my shift about 5.36 from 6 until 12. And then I'd do that all over again. It was a constant battle. Scarcity mindset came in. Money mindset was not there. Everything that my mum was doing that I thought was right, I was doing the exact same thing. Working 16-hour days, 18-hour days. That's what I thought was right. Um, And then slowly, slowly things started to pick up. Not saying that that's where my story ends. My story ends with, I'm not gonna end, but that's just a massive, one of the massive incidents that happened in my life. Um, and then obviously what happens is we don't realize is our parents program us with the things that they think is right. They, they don't know anything else. They are our first educators in, our lo- in this life. So without us realizing, the first seven years is they program us and then our life. we're using these programming bits and pieces as a computer does and applying it to things that we think that were right. You know, at the age of 18, they basically kick you out of the door and say, off you go on your own. Um, they no longer help you out. Um, I had my child, my son, when I was, um, I was married at 21, which is very common, normal. Um, had my son at 21 and had my daughter at 22. I, um, I loved every single aspect of business because I grew up in a business my mum was always owning businesses trying to trying to own businesses, and because she didn't want to leave us at home, we used to fall asleep and do our homework on the chairs and chairs and tables. I take away chairs and tables outside. Used to fall asleep. I used to put two chairs together, fall asleep on the on them, and then I used to wake up, wash myself, and go to go go to school and come back. And that was my cycle of life. The only times that would go home was after 12 o'clock, after she'd cleaned and everything, and then we'd do the cycle all over again. Um, So I loved every single aspect of business because it gave you a little bit of freedom even though a job Was had less hours a business gave you a little bit of money freedom. So from a um, When I when I was about 21, I had started myself in childcare. I grew really quick my brand grew grew really quick because even now I'm probably the most trustworthiest most well-referred babysitter in Sydney Um, and then you realize that the childcare industry and the babysitting is just not going to get you a house. It's not going to get you that dream car. It's not going to buy you the travel things that you want. So I was always looking for new ways to make money and, you know, give out my passion. My passion always was helping people. So they don't end up like I did at 18. Um, So, yeah. So, and then last year, about 18 months ago, 18 months ago I was approached, we approached our mentor, Brody Nitro, um, my husband and I and then ever since we had been we took a risk we invested in ourselves And it was the best thing that I've ever done the best thing I've ever done best thing we've ever done um, We're more free now again, just as my mum was doing it. My kids were very young. they were spending time in childcare They didn't see us. We probably seen them on just Sundays and it was just again that endless cycle that thing that the cycle the system that you think is right you can't, it's like a hamster wheel. You're running, you're running, you're running. At the end of the week, you get paid. And then it's again, you're running, you're running, you're running. It's the same thing. So within 12 months of being online, we set ourselves completely financially free. We quit our full-time jobs. Um, and we've been doing this online ever since.
0: Amazing. I love your story, buddy. What uh, what message do you have for any entrepreneurs that are starting out? Because it it wasn't always easy and it isn't always easy. So What message do you have for any young up and coming entrepreneurs?
1: So any hardship, any struggle, any like battle is temporary. It's temporary, no matter how you see it. What you need to know is this struggle, this battle um, is to teach you something. We're here to learn. These, we, you know, the universe or God in in my instance, doesn't say, okay, I'm going to, Put this person through this because i don't like them very much no god loves us and the reason why he loves us the universe loves us is be- and that's why we get tested that's why we go through struggle that's why we go through progress so right now if you're struggling my friend you're not struggling alone you're either to reach out to someone that can help or reach out to someone that can help you get out of the mindset or the cycle that you're in my main message is you're not in it alone you're not here to be alone you need to pick yourself up and get out of your comfort zone and ask someone for help because struggling is only temporary, but it won't, you won't get out of your own head unless you get some help. And you know, you gotta, you gotta not be scared of getting some help.
0: Awesome advice. Awesome advice. You mentioned something earlier in your childhood about mental health and it being pushed under the rug. And um, what advice can you give anybody if they're dealing with mental health issues and, What would you say to someone that was struggling with that?
1: I would say go and get your blood work checked because you will definitely find some underlying issue. If you have depression and anxiety, just like I did, I realized that I had low iron and low vitamin D deficiency that was adding to my anxiety and my stress. um, And that was super, super reliant on that. Um, And if you do have... A family history of mental illness be just open-minded if something is not right the only way you can confirm it is if you go to a professional and get some help now just be careful with um, some health professionals again not all health professionals are this way um, but go get some help from some you know reputable health professionals um, as long as you can talk about what's going on, what's ailing you without being medicated, it's, it might do you a lot of good. And just get in touch with you, with Adrian, man. It's going to help you too.
0: <laughs> plug, plug. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, mental health is a big issue and it's a big problem for a lot of people. And it's uh, it's important that we all talk about it. And I do find in some religious communities, I mean, I live amongst Muslims in Thailand right now. and Mental health, I don't even know if they know that word. And everything just, you know, you just toughen up and grit it and bear it and move on. But my message to everybody is that if you don't face this stuff, it's going to come back and explode in your face. You have to face yourself. So um, we had talked about that earlier. Um, What is your message to people about facing themselves and coming home to yourself and really identifying what's going on with you?
1: So every single, like we spoke about before, every single thing that you do is basically have been programmed into you some way or form, no matter how you think of it, your aspect of money, your aspect of mindset, your negativity, your positivity, um, you know, your love for a specific food, your love for a specific, you know, like um, physical activity. It's all been programmed into you from a very young age. And raising awareness inside that is in itself probably the most important thing as well.
0: So one of the things that we've talked about in the past, uh, Safa, and that I I specifically coached you on is stop doing the things that lower your vibration and start doing the things that raise your vibration. So can you tell us about some of the things you used to do that lowered your vibration that you don't do anymore?
1: Absolutely. So your your aspect, obviously, what had happened, your trauma is obviously then embedded into your mind. So now before my journey with Adrian, I was scared of being homeless. I was scared of not paying my bills so I can be on the street. I was scared of putting my foot off the pedal and kind of letting go. That was my main struggle and that was my fear. It's that if I let go and I no longer take control, I'm no longer in control of my life, my financial situation, my family, my work, my business, everything. So I feared in that letting go. I feared letting go and I feared um, a lot of things in, in, in that aspect. So like my fear was obviously not being safe, not being um, able to provide for my family or not being able to, you know, make rent this month or so rent this week or rent, um, pay my grocery bills. Um, but what I didn't realise and a lot of women don't realise is we're all about tasking. At 9 a.m. you have to be here, 10 a.m. you have to be here, 11 a.m. you have to be here, 12 a.m. you have to be, blah, blah, blah. Just goes on and on and on. So initially we're, we're just, from the moment we, we give birth to our first child, we're like, okay, routine, 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 routine. What we don't realize is we also get into that routine as well. So then that becomes another robotic routine. Um, and if we do want to have a nap, or if we do want to take our foot off the pedal for a, little, a couple of hours and watch a Netflix series, or if you want to just relax on the couch and play with our kids, or um, we want to spend a little bit less time on the business and more time with our family. We can do that without feeling guilty. Like we are already superwoman as it is. Parents are super people. They're looking after themselves as well as little humans of themselves. You need to stop feeling guilty for letting go and taking out of control. I speak to so many women these days that it's all about their business and they don't find the balance in their family life and their work life and their business life and everything just cascades all over each other and then you have like a a landslide that everything just falls apart. It's okay to have a nap. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with having a nap. It's okay to watch a Netflix series after you've done that go live at 9 a.m. You just need to make sure that you've done the tasks that you need to do that day So that way you also need to, so you need to let go and by letting go and unplugging, you're replugging and getting inspiration into your business. Don't forget why you're doing this business or why you're doing what you're doing. You're doing it for them anyway. You're doing it for them anyway, but yet you're pushing away the people most important to you. And it's so sad that we feel like, and I felt the same way. I'm, I'm no different guys. If I take my foot off the pedal, that I'm going to fall apart or everything's about to fall apart. You need to find comfort in letting go and being safe in letting go. So you need to do your letting go sessions, your meditation sessions, your affirmations. Um, Adrian has some awesome Delta waves um, that he can send you as well. Um, And just being okay with listening to your body's cues because you are, you might feel unstoppable, but there are days where your body is going to catch up to you. There are days where you're gonna feel okay. I don't feel like working on my business today. Is it okay if I take a day off and not feel guilty? Absolutely. That's why you're fucking in the business in the first place. You're not living the freedom lifestyle for no reason. You're not living if you're if you're on the computer eight hours a day and then you're preaching for, preaching freedom lifestyle. There's an issue there. If you're on the computer for if you're working on your business from for 12 hours a day and then preaching the freedom lifestyle that this business gives you. Time with your family and you're like locking yourself in a room, there's an issue there. You're being a hypocrite. You're contradicting yourself. Stop it, listen to, your, listen to your, um, your body's cues. Get in touch with your why and why you started business in the first place or why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. And then everything will become more clear. Be, um, so find comfort in letting go. Find comfort with taking your foot off the pedal. It's okay. Your life will not fall apart, I promise you. It'll probably come together, if, if anything.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting to hear you say that because I remember when I first met you and we had the session that we had and we talked about, uh, I talked about the need to let go and meditating and it's very, very powerful that when you let go of thought, it raises your vibration more than anything else that you can do. It's super, super powerful. How do you meditate right now and when do you meditate?
1: So as soon as I so my my kids wake up at seven thirty every single day they'll come into my room at seven thirty. I know that they wake up at seven thirty. I will put my alarm on an hour before, and do thirty minutes of letting go before I even wake up, and then I do fifteen minutes of gratitude, and then I do fifteen minutes of my affirmations. Now my affirmations are personalised to my fears and my my like anything that feels making me feel uneasy. So for example, my affirmations include I am valuable, I am enough. Everything is always working out for me. I am safe. I am beautiful. I am powerful. And it's. It, it goes longer than that. It goes for about 15 minutes. But they're the kind of things that I need to work on. Listen to that for 15 minutes. And then I do my gratitude. I am alive. I am here. I thank you for my hands. Thank you for the ability to be at home with my children. Thank you for the ability to help other people become who they need to be. Thank you for the ability um, of, you know, sight, um, touch. You know, like hearing, walking. Thank you for my feet. Just gratitude as well. Just start your day with gratitude and attitude for gratitude. That's what I like to say. And then obviously my kids will wake up and then I'm just initially just the conversations that we have in the morning are just low key. Not me shouting at them to get ready. Whereas before it's like, hurry up. Let's go here. Hurry up. Let's do this. We got to win. late. We're just already, we've already started the day on a positive note. And then I, meditate at 12 o'clock
0: because I would have had
1: that morning session that is all crazy and listening and speaking to my team and speaking to my leads and speaking to anyone that's into the business. And then my next session starts at two from two to about three. And then I meditate before I go to sleep as well to let go of all the energy um, that I exerted that day. Also, in addition, if I speak to someone that I feel like takes a lot of energy out of me I need to protect my energy so after the conversation with them I go meditate as well
0: Incredible so I want everybody to hear that this uh, successful entrepreneur has just shared that three three times during the day she's letting go and one of the things that you said that struck me uh, which is super powerful is that your interaction with your kids change when you change your own vibration so now, Your kids don't have an angry, busy, fast mom uh, rushing them and they are going to grow up in different energy because you changed your own energy. And as we've also talked about, tell us what's happened with your business uh, since you started letting go and following these protocols.
1: I have made more money, more friendships, more connections, more trustworthy business business relationships than i have ever ever done and i've only been working with adrian for two months now i will say that obviously your results are different everyone's results are different but i'm just talking from my experience and i was talking to i'm talking i'm telling you guys exactly how it's felt. i found comfort in letting go and in saying that everything became like a magnet to me money relationships trust finances everything when i realized my un- Like whatever was blocking me from these financial, um, you know, abundances, and I finally found a way to let go and live, and then remove the blocks from my past. Or like, there's a money, there's a money block, and there's a friendship block, and there's a trust block. The moment I started letting go, the moment I started saying, "Okay, hold on, there's nothing wrong with letting go, and there's nothing wrong with me. I'm safe. I am valuable. I'm enough." everything changed my relationship with my children, my relationship with people around me, people are now attracted to me business-wise. So they want to speak to me. I don't even have to, what I was doing before was the exact opposite. So I was putting myself out there. I was getting in everyone's face. I was putting myself out there. I was empowering people. Like I was always in someone's face. I was kind of like forcing food down their throat. And then it was just really exhausting to me. So when I let back and I posted once or twice a day, I had more interaction in two days of being on an Instagram story or an Instagram live or a Facebook live than I have in the whole entire time I was in, I've i been in business. In that interaction, you guys know if you guys are on Facebook or Instagram, interaction makes, makes the algorithm happy, which makes more people interested in you which makes you make you make more money that's how it works
0: super super powerful and I think what's very very exciting about your story is that there are a lot of people right now that believe in the old school way of making money that you got to swim upstream you got to work 16 hours a day and we're not saying Safa and I aren't saying that you don't have to work but there's a balance and what happened with Safa I want everybody to understand this she changed her vibration she started giving off a signal to the universe that she was safe, that she was happy, that she did feel good. And the universe will bring back to you what you feel, where before you were tight, energetically stressed, didn't feel safe. So the universe just kept blocking the abundance. Super, super powerful message for people to hear, Safa. What else, uh, what else have you been doing with uh, changing your mindset and the conversations with yourself?
1: So as soon as I have... And this is with everyone, by the way, you guys can do this as well. As soon as I have, because our minds are supercomputers, as soon as I have a bad thought that even like triggers some sort of bad energy or bad vibration, or for example, if, for example, if I was speaking to a client, someone that's interested in the business opportunity, my old mindset was like, this person's not going to join me. I'm not going to make a sale now. I'm like, I'm gonna make a sale. I'm gonna make a 30k a month. I'm gonna make a 40k a month. I debate with it. You have to debate with your um, your negative thoughts. You have to. Um, and if you don't know how to, it's really easy. Just tell your <laughs> tell that piece of shit voice that tell this piece of shit voice the opposite of what you're thinking. Instead of oh, I'm not gonna make a sale, I'm gonna make a sale, and I'm gonna show you. I'm gonna prove it to you. And if you don't know how to do that, it's going to start with a little bit of faking for 21 days and then habit sinks in. And then what you don't realize as well is your thoughts is basically what triggers off anxiety. We don't realize that. Your thoughts is what triggers off anxiety because what happens is it's like you start overthinking, overworking yourself. You're like, oh my God, this person's not going to do this. And then they're going to do this. And then this is going to happen. And then what you don't realize is two things. It's going to attract negative to you. And then your ego is going to, the subconscious negative belief is going to win. Two very powerful things that are going to happen. Negative is going to attract to you. So that thing that you're attracting is uh, going to come back to you and say, yep, that happened because you thought me. And your ego, your subconscious, your negative subconscious is going it's, to it's gonna win. We don't want that. We don't want that.
0: So what Safa's saying is, uh, to summarize, is she changed the conversation she has, had, was having with herself And when Debbie Downer, Negative Nancy, came into her head and tried to fuck with her and tell her that it wouldn't work, now she switches that to the powerful, positive opposite. And it's super exciting to see how much it's worked in your life. Something that we wanted to mention to the audience today was about being the authentic self, the real you. Can you speak Um, to that, please, Sapa?
1: So if you guys have me on Instagram or Facebook or... If you know me on any social media platform, you know that this is my number one message. We live in a world of massive fakes. And I learned this from a very young age. I learned this from a very, very young age. Why? Because my mom would put on a, a, a facade, a, a face, a mask, to tell us that she's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. I'm okay. I'm strong. I'm powerful. But in, in what was happening inside was happening the opposite. So I kind of explain it like this. So the mask that you put on every single day to fake and block out anything, it's like, yeah, I'm fine. The mask that you put on every single day, what then happens is that that mask fuses to you. Initially, it fuses to you. So you become the person that you think you are, but the person on the inside is very sad. Person on the inside doesn't feel that way. So we live in a a world of massive fakes. People always like faking, how they're supposed to be or how you think they're supposed to be to make other people happy because that's what they think. They think that if they be this way it's to make other people happy and to make people like them. But I'm here to tell you guys and as if you heard from before is you are literally one of a fucking kind, one of a kind, my friend. There is no other you in the world. There is no other person that's supposed to be you and there's no one that looks like you, talks like you, acts like you, thinks like you or is you. Why on earth are you wasting your time being or trying to be someone else when you're literally born from the moment you came into this world, you're supposed to be you. Stop trying to please everyone else but yourself. Stop being a fake. Stop being and being scared of being who you are. You know, for my my whole childhood, my whole teenage years, I was subjected to think that, I supposed to be someone, someone else or some, someone else. Oh, I'm not, you're not allowed to be extravagant. Too much, too much energy, Safa. Please dim it down. So I, I lived most of my, my teenage years kind of suppressing my attitude or my energy because it would make other people happy. Once I came to my nine, when I was 19 years old, I'm like, fuck it. This is all I'm supposed to be. Didn't come with, didn't just come with, like didn't not come with struggles, still does. But I accept, I am, I accept, who I am for who I am. Now I understand that not, there's not going to be a lot of people who vibe with me, but as long as I vibe with me, that's all that matters to me. There's going to not going to be a lot of people who like me, but I understand that as long as I like me, that's all that matters to me. My main job in this world is to love me, not for you to love me. If you want to love me, great. Love you too. But if you don't want to love me, that's completely fine. Bye Felicia.
0: Awesome advice. Awesome advice. And I've, uh, I've told people many times that, uh, Uh, I started talking online a year and a half ago and was the bald-headed, bearded beast that said fuck all the time. And everybody in my family was so worried about me swearing. But uh, now I just attract people and I interview people on my podcast that like to say the word fuck and it's a happy place being myself. Uh, It's a tragedy when you're not being yourself, everybody. You need to be the real you and you need to be authentic. Safa, where can people find you? Where can they get a hold of you?
1: So if you're on Instagram, it's just Safa Alchami. I am the beautiful, very big, smiled person. You can't miss me. Um, once you do, just hit that follow button. Send me a message. Say, I'll just listen to your podcast. If you're on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Facebook is Safa Alchami as well. On my business page, it's Abbas and Safa's Affiliated Marketing. Uh, and then obviously, just my Snapchat is double S, double A, double F, double
0: A. Awesome. Now to finish off, I've really enjoyed having you on the show on the show, Safa. What uh, what advice can you give? What what's the biggest advice you want to give anybody that's listening right now? What do you What do you want them to hear?
1: It's okay to be you. It's okay, and it's also okay to need help to finding you. It's okay, guys. And if you need help, go reach out to someone who need like who can help you. And if you need help, don't be afraid because the the more you fend off finding who you truly are, the more you fend off getting help, the more you're going to struggle alongside, alongside your whole journey. The whole reason why you're on the journey, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a mom, whether you're anyone in particular, you need to find some help because humans are meant to be social. You're not meant to lock yourself in a cupboard or lock yourself in the room and be alone. We're meant to be social. Um, So find people who have a positive mindset, who are going to help you get to where you are. Align yourself with like-minded people and more like-minded people will be attracted to you. My main concern with you guys is get some help. Don't be afraid to reach out. Be who you want to be and just live life happy. Your main objective in life is to be happy. It's not to be crappy and feeling like a crap mood all the time. If you live your life like that, then you need help. And I, I, and I don't say this with um, pride. I say it with love and sincerity. And just, you need help. If you need help, it's okay. And the moment you realize you find help, it's like a big relief and a big boulder off your shoulders.
0: Amazing. Super exciting to have you on the show. Your story is very inspiring for a lot of people, but especially for mothers. And uh, super, super excited to be working with you. And it's so nice to see you thriving, Safa. My message to everybody listening to this episode is dreams can come true. Never, ever give up. Everything is possible. Be the real you. Be authentic. You are very, very fucking powerful. You have all the power you need inside of you to manifest whatever you want into your life. And there's no reason why if Sapa can do this, you can't do this. But you have to have, you have to want it bad enough. You have to pay. You have to give the discipline and the consistent massive action to make this happen. And to make it happen, you also are gonna need to get some help and you need to ask for help, as Safa said. So super awesome having you on the show. Everybody, power on. Thanks very much for tuning in for another episode of the Power On Boost, everybody. You're super, super powerful and I love you lots. Sending you positive vibes from Thailand. Have an amazing day, have an amazing evening. Alive to thrive. You just finished another episode of the power on boost podcast with your host adrian wesley make sure to hit that subscribe button and tune in next time power on